My stripes show like regiments, military intelligence, murder game. I leave no evidence, credentials. Go ask my preschool, even talk to my own principal. He tell you why I used to pack a number two pencil. Yes, people. Oh shit. Yeah, that's right, motherfuckers. We are back. Right? Because the Falcon and the Winter Soldier ended last week. Had to do it, right? So I sat down with my boy and we chopped it up. So people, sit back and listen to our breakdown. And we do go spoiler free. So people, enjoy. Alright, so... Falcon and Winter Soldier is now done. So, uh, you know, I thought I'd cut it up with my boy Dan to, um, yeah, like go over what the fuck we just saw. (laughs) We saw something both amazing and sometimes questionably executed, but story-wise, absolutely amazing. Uh, I mean, and... Very different to WandaVision. Extremely different. Which, I mean, if, if you watched the the trailers, you got that sense that this was the action movie show to, it, you know, the comedy homage show that you know, WandaVision at least teased in their stuff. This was, you know, this came out the gate, though, in the, the, especially in that first episode with the first opening scenes. Just Oh. Yeah, pure action movie, balls to the wall. We're spending a whole lot more money on this than we've done on anything else we put on TV. <laughs> oh my, it's so much. So it looked like a film. Yeah, it looked like a frigging film. It was crazy. And I have to say, I'm glad they did it the way they did. Right? I'm glad Wonder came first because I think if this had come first, people might have just been like. I don't know what the fuck that is. You know, to make that transition from this to wonder might have been a bit too much for people to be able to fully get on board with. But to start with that and then come back to this, I, I, I think it, it works and it set that, that level that, oh yeah, we can get weird, but then we can also get into the, the nitty gritty of shit too. Definitely. I think the coming out of Endgame and then we were have that forced break for a year mm. <laughs> that if you just went right back into an action piece, especially the way this one sets up, the heart of it really comes in the, towards the end of the series, whereas it's a lot of action and espionage spy game style uh stuff going on in the first couple episodes and who's the bad guys who's the good guys before you hit the real heart of what this show is that would have been a little bit i think harder to swallow going from endgame to this and then making that huge u-turn yes uh, into wandavision versus yeah like you said stick it in the middle and change the expectations and make people realize it could be these shows can be whatever they decide they can be just like the source material is whatever those writers and editors and artists want it to be that day that week that year that decade Hmm. yeah and also i I kind of think endgame was such a 
hit on the emotions, right? It really fucks with you. So I think WandaVision was a nice aperitif. You know what I mean? We cleanse the palate, we, we come up a little bit, and then we go back down into it. <laughs> we go back down <laughs> into it with this, because, woo, this one, it, it really, man, it gets a little dark. Gets like, a it's, little it's, dark. For sure. And, and you know, WandaVision was dealing with a lot of grief issues. And so, you know, you kind of hit those lows here and there. But there was still the, the, the intentional comedy effects. This is more like there's moments of buddy comedy. Uh, which is very nice to see. Uh, the chemistry like, um, definitely works. Uh, we're, we're getting to, we haven't, we've, we've got a market office, one of the big three. Alien wizards. Wizards and sorcerers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like, or aliens, but, robots, and sorcerers. Yes. No, because um, a sorcerer is just a wizard without a hat. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> I just thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, see, the thing with that kind of stuff, it reminded me a bit of Blade, right? Because Blade had those funny moments in it, but it wasn't trying to be a comedy. And I hate, I mean, hate probably a little bit, overkill but it frustrates me when you get films and they try so hard to force the this comedy section into it rather than playing it like you're just kicking it with your peoples and you might bust a joke but we're still on our way to a funeral right you know what I mean exactly and, and, and so yeah those, those moments in this it, it worked I liked it yeah, and I think that's that was I think my one of my frustrations with the first episode of this is that you don't have them together. Bucky and Sam mm. are not together in the first episode. No. They're doing their own things. They're going through their own their own lives post blip and post return, yes. right? So you got Bucky doing the therapy thing, which in the broader picture of this whole show sort of fizzles out. Interestingly to me, it sort of it tried to set a stage and try to set this path he needed to go on, but it felt, by the end of it, it, to me, it felt a little extraneous, especially how much time was spent in that first episode with the therapy session. But then you have, on the other end of that, you have Sam at the bank. Yes. And you're like, wait, are we, we're, we're doing this? We're gonna, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about a little, a little bit about race in post-blip world? Yeah, it, it, fully grounded it like I think from the beginning right so it could have just been capes and bang right but it really just goes this is some real world shit right here you know from the start which I thought was interesting but I wasn't quite sure how are they going to play this whole thing out and also you're you're you know we're fucking around in a post endgame world right and how many times have these big events happened? And the ramifications, we see it a little bit, but that's it. There's not that much, but it's really there. Right? Marvel, yeah, the cinematic it, universe is doing what the comics universe never does, which is make those big events actually have long-term impacts. Yes, which is 
huge, it's huge. And I love the way they kind of tell this story utilizing a, a, a you know a refugee crisis which I mean we do have a refugee crisis like we're living in a world with a refugee situation that no one really wants to talk about what what do you mean what what refugees <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> yeah because remember mean... there was oh my gosh I forget when it was but there was a few years back when um everyone's just like wait what are we going to do with all these and then a lot of countries are like not here not here and then germany were like oh you can have some we'll take some refugees and then they were putting out notices with like um women do not go out at night time because there was so much crazy shit going on and then it became this issue of like what are we doing like what do we do and no one really knew how to approach the whole thing and so going from that these things happening in the real world and the way they utilize that to tell this story but tied it into the blip because i think they took a thing that you might not have thought about right it was similar to the world war right everyone went off to the war so all the men were fighting in the war so the women were like well, who's running these businesses? Oh, we'll do it. And they stepped in, they killed it. But then once the war finished, they were like, all right, back to the kitchens now. All right, thanks, but bye. Right. You know I mean? And we know that that pissed people off, right? Especially because they couldn't vote, right? You, you know, we want you to do all this shit, but we're not giving you the vote. And now go away. Right? And stop complaining. You had five years of being able to do stuff, right? Now shut up and put the dresses back on. You're, and it's, it's, it's a, you know, it built that resentment. So it's just like, oh, yeah, what happened with, the, with that five years? Because, you know, you have this gap, this huge gap, and then everyone comes back. So they give us this thing that you're like, oh, shit, yeah, that would have been a thing. That really would have been a problem. So what are we doing? And then we see all of this and you're like, oh, this makes sense. It definitely does. They they talk about more than once, and I don't know if it's more than once in this series or more than once in the last couple things that they've done, but about you know coming back after five years and it's not your house or it's not your apartment. It's mm. not somebody else is living there. Where do you go? And the, you're right. Those aren't things I don't think anyone really gave a ton of consideration to after you finish watching Endgame and you're drying your eyes and <laughs> trying to you know, <laughs> go on with life after not ha- you know, after all that death. And it, it's, it's a totally different perspective on that superhero big battle. Yeah. That now there's this geopolitical issue that comes out of it. Mm. And, and, you're, and you're right, because those are the things that never really get answered in the comic book series. So I think we've had, you know, generations of people growing up reading comic books, enjoying comic books, but used to a certain structure of story. 
and a certain process of story. So after this, obviously we would then get into this stage of things and oh, there should be this period and then we probably usually have this period, but yeah, no one ever really sees this sort of thing. So it was interesting that they utilized this to kind of help frame the story. But absolutely also, and have like even they, they've done it before with the Sokovia Accords mm. instead of it making instead of making some superheroes destruction while battling a supervillain a joke book with damage control you know they yeah. would come in and clean up the mess and they were in a couple they were in a couple of the movies kind of mm. in the background doing their cleanup jobs but that was a that was a comedic book for the most part from Marvel okay the Sokovia Accords are again in big air quotes real world implication of something like that actually happening like yes you're going to shut that down or you're going to put worldwide governments or the un or whoever is going to put actual controls in place and ramifications for actions of the mm. good guys regardless of the intent yeah because it, it makes it makes sense right the, these things of course a government is gonna look at it and go um yeah you just destroyed all of these buildings and all these people died and insurance of it all and all of this we can't we can't keep rebuilding <laughs> like it doesn't it takes years to put up a a building of that size or to do this and oh, yeah, so and so we get all that set up in that first episode, especially. I mean, they have to kind of ground everything because of where this series goes. I think they yeah. ground so much of this in in the idea of a realistic world, so that when you get to the end of the first episode and they walk out, that guy you just want to punch in the face so bad with that <laughs> wink and smile as the oh. new Captain America. That you're like, oh right, I'm not watching. <laughs> I'm not watching just a show, kind of a real drama. Now we're, I'm back to this. Oh, this is a superhero show. You start with, with the big action sequence from Falcon. You go into this really more real world situation, and then you end with the new Captain America. Who, who? <laughs> yeah, I know. Because during the middle, you might think this is an episode of Thirty Something or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's like, oh, okay, all right, this is what we're doing. But no, then you're, yeah, you're hit with this. You're not Cap. No, you've got a gun. You've got a shitty smile and a Ooh. wink. And you know the you're wink. the wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know you're not. Okay, yeah, all right. Now we know where we're going. Like, okay, we're going, you know, John Walker's coming. And he's going to, yeah. you know, for those that read the comics, and you, you know, well, we know where this is going to end up <laughs> by the end. And they did it very well. I would say because you see the doubt in him, right? You see that. Actually, I mean, that's one thing. Are we gonna keep away spoilers right now or are we gonna skirt around i think thinking? i don't know how much we i mean i think we could we could hit we could probably skirt around some it's up to you you're you're in charge here <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah i think we can talk about some things but maybe we don't just come out and out and be like <laughs> but enough. yeah 
we're, 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 you know, because I kind of think, I think most people probably would have seen the majority of it. They're going to have seen the majority of it and, you know, think a lot of the buildup and a lot of the the social media stuff. And anybody that's a little bit savvy is going to have some general senses of, of things that have happened. Um, maybe not the most, the, the final episode. So we can yeah. definitely be careful around that. But for the, for, you know, the John Walker aspect of playing Captain America coming out in that first episode. Oh, yeah, know, that's not, that's not. No, that's boy. pivotal to like this whole thing so but yeah we can definitely be be a little more mindful maybe those last two episodes yeah but if you haven't watched it and you don't want any hints <laughs> what the fuck are you doing people it <laughs> says it on the tin we're talking captain america and fucking winter soldier people go yeah. away that's right all right now the, now the losers have gone it it was um yeah because you know they they give us but you know what i like the way they addressed the size right because he's just like oh this new serum i was trying to you know make sure like we didn't have all bulky crazy huge people you know it was more of a streamlined serum and that was that was an interesting a little smart thing to throw in because you don't have to have, you know, bodybuilders in these roles, right? You can pass it off as just normal looking people. Right. Right. <laughs> Nobody know. wanted to spend that much time in the gym as Chris Evans did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, and they and they played, I think, and then we haven't even talked about the flag smashers yet and Carly. Like oh. so they definitely played that whole thing in a very interesting way especially since it's coming from again the source material of that stuff is you know a guy a crazy bad guy who doesn't want any borders all right let's change that up because it doesn't make sense in in any real world so let's make that a social media movement a super smart savvy teenager basically and mm-hmm that are super and a group of super soldiers Uh, because i don't know um yeah flag smasher because i didn't read um a lot of captain america right right the only and it's interesting though because the only captain america the the well the first captain america i think i read was robert morales's um he's run okay right i read the truth and then i read robert's run and yeah it ends up that this is you know very much framed around the truth and i think that the real interesting thing and i think it's just i don't know if it was planned out but it it, this has kind of ended just after the anniversary of Robert's death. And it's kind of nice, right? Because, I I mean, he didn't write a whole heap of stuff. No. But the stuff that he wrote was so good. And Truth was such uh, an impactful series, which... 
and it does frustrate me a little bit because it, you usually see it, the truth by Carl Baker, right? And you're like, oh, Robert Morales, and it's because Baker's art is as yes. bakery as you get with <laughs> in that. So it it feels like, and he often I think because he often also is a writer artist, right? So yeah, yeah I think yeah, yeah. that helps or not helps is the wrong word, but it makes people forget uh, how much you know this is Morales's story mm. oh yeah it was the art definitely I don't know it's one of those weird things right where you you read something and you'd be like yeah I can't really think of any other art working with this right Baker's art works so well with the story but yeah Robert's writing was oh, I was very good it was right. so damn good and uh yeah just the, the fact that you know, he unfortunately, you know, passed on the 18th of April and this finishes, this series finished on, what, the 22nd? I want to say, like, the, the, yeah. 23rd, 23rd, yeah. The 23rd, so, yeah, just a few days after. And, yeah, I, I like the fact that they, they took, they utilised his story. You know, it, was, it just seemed like a nice little homage. I think they did it, and, and they did it in in a way that, you know, they didn't retell the story. We did no. which you know, the truth goes back and kind of gives you the whole thing. But the way they play it out here, they don't even give you a flashback, which you know, you kind of, I kind of wanted a little bit. <laughs> like I was like, tease me a little more, like give me some, but you don't need it because. Everything is, you know, when you meet Isaiah in episode two, one, holy shit, it's Isaiah Bradley. And yeah. two, <laughs> it's so well done. And again, especially as the episodes go on. Yeah. And you understand the motivation and the, you understand the, the anger and you understand the pain that that was caused. You don't need to have all this flash you don't need the flashbacks i wanted early on you don't no. need to show that whole story he, he tells it it's it's written and acted in such a good way in a way that makes you feel everything that he went through in what five minutes yeah just as a verbal storytelling yeah they're, they're able to convey that emotion the impact and i think also People understand, right? So even if you don't fully know the the, the story, the the the, the Tuskegee—it's one of those days, man. <laughs> but even if you don't know that full story, like people have heard reference of. So I think there's an understanding of that thing. So to to just to touch upon it with this you're like yeah that makes sense right it, it all makes sense I can see it and just you know the pain in the face right that just speaks volumes yes so it, it was just this powerful moment and it's just like get out of my house and you're just like the shock on Sam's face and just all of that you're like oh well, I think that's it again. I think it plays out over the six episodes 
but this is where you start getting the the push and pull on Sam now because yeah. he clearly he's sympathetic to Carly mm. and what and what they're trying to do as an idea, not the execution. Yeah. Right. But he's also trying to listen to Isaiah mm. as a black man and, you know, the history that Isaiah went through and the anger that he has personally about this. And, you know, he's getting pulled on either side of that. Like, oh, well, I, 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 and he's dead in the middle the whole way. You know, he, he doesn't want to go to either of those extremes. And so you yeah. watch that fight internally with him and kind of that conflict for, you know, it's not super, you know, you know where we're going to go, but at the same yeah. time, he, you have that conflict throughout. Well, it, it makes sense. And you understand because you can see when he's looking at these different sides of the coin, right? He, he understands there's the, it's the, all about the representation, right so the representation was stolen from isaiah he's you know just erased from history and then the representation for carly it's gone because you now have this council deciding on their future so it's just like he realizes that you know there needs to be something there needs to be a focal point to hold the line and you think that's why he decides to do you know the thing Every, with all everything he does yeah well, and, and it's also he's he, they, they set up again and they reminded us a couple times here mediation and you know talking through issues is what he does mm. you know, that's that's his role you know with the vets Yes. is to kind of talk through the you know where they're at trying to get back into the real world like he's he's an action star he's he's the falcon or black falcon and he's <laughs> he's the you know he's this guy but at the same time what he just as often is going to resolve something with is just his words and communication and trying to find that middle ground so again i think that's a theme that played through the whole thing that he's this central focus and centralized kind of just middle of the road is the is a weird way to call it but you know he's gonna take the the best path well yeah he doesn't have a superpower yeah right so how can you know I mean like how can you win a fight if you're not huge and strong words Right, the words are the things that you can use to diffuse a situation, and so that's what Sam Wilson has. You know, if you take away Falcon's wings, Sam can talk to you. Right, right, and you you see throughout like this frustration when people aren't listening, or they listen, they understand, but then you know, nothing happens, like at the bank, when it's just like, no, we completely understand your situation, but you were gone. Wait, but you know why we were gone, the blip. Yeah, no, we know, but you were gone. Oh, and now can I take a picture with you? And it's just like, oh my God, what the fuck? This is insane. So 
know, it, it was, and I, I think that was in part some of the, the therapy as well, like the power of words, what words can do, you know, talking about things. But I, I think like for a character like the Winter Soldier, I don't, if we saw him, you know, go to therapy every single, like, I think it gets to a point where you'd be like, I don't buy that he would, right? I don't think this, for, for him, it's more actions rather than words. Like Absolutely. words can only go to a certain point. So I, I like the way that they use the therapy, and but I like the fact that then they drop the therapy kind of because I, I couldn't buy him in it, like invested throughout. That would have just been a bit, uh? He Yeah, he has to actually be doing the actions, not just talking about them. Whereas Sam can just, again, use his words, which I think is what makes when we get Zemo, a great foil to Sam, especially because Zemo is just a master manipulator with, yeah. the, with the way he talks to people and the word choices he makes you know st the scene on the plane you know, <laughs> they get into talking about trouble man again and you know the if you've been to jail and the, he he gets under your skin or you you start to believe in what he thinks because what he thinks is sort of righteous but it's wrong and he it's a great character well written throughout this whole thing plus we got fuzzy fur on the jacket we got a purple mask at one yes. point it didn't make sense why we got it but we got it <laughs> <laughs> just put it on for five minutes for giggles <laughs> and it didn't look goofy goofy no it, it kind of worked right david that was a thing that the costume it wasn't as you know Let's put the X-Men in leather, right? So we need to modernize it. Let's put the X-Men in leather, where this was, all right, his actual costume's a little goofy. So how can we make it still similar, but look, look decent? And you're just like, oh, no, that works. I like that. Yeah, it worked, it worked really well. It was an interesting way to tweak it especially when you've got somebody like sam and and bucky who have these very well bucky's got his arm but sam's got this whole rigmarole of an outfit <laughs> with all these parts and pieces and eyewear and all this and then you just got a guy in a jacket with a fuzzy collar and a hood he puts on <laughs> for five minutes and that's your bad guy and that's like yeah. okay that makes sense though so i i, I he those that whole sequence and then going into when we go to Madripoor and you know we get our dance party which is amazing and i'm oh, glad yeah, marvel yeah. gave us the extended clips that, that, that it did actually feel like a nightclub because you know when you oftentimes the thing that i just i roll my eyes at you have these scenes in nightclubs and you're just like wait that a nightclub is more, if it's not rammed, that's a shitty club, right? <laughs> they, they give you way too much space and all this goofiness always happens. You're just like, that ain't a nightclub. If I went to that nightclub, I'd be pissed. Like, <laughs> this, it felt like a nightclub. Also, 
like just it's funny because I watched this documentary um, last week uh, called Laddie, the man behind the movies. And so it was about Alan Ladd Jr., who's the producer behind stuff like Star Wars and also Blade Runner. Right. So in this documentary, they talked to Ridley Scott about Blade Runner and the fact that it kind of bombed when that first came out. Right. It wasn't a huge hit they thought it was going to be. But he's like, but then, you know, I was watching MTV and you're seeing all these other films come out and you can see the influence of Blade Runner. And that's when you fully understand the impact and the magnitude of the film. And you see the Magnapore, the Magnapore scene and straight away, I think, oh, Blade Runner, right? It just had that kind of Blade Okay, people, so um, yeah, everything uh, collapsed. <laughs> Internet went down, so conversation will restart again in um, part two. So people jump over there and you can finish this conversation. Alright, see you in a sec.